Please join me in this episode where my guest Barbara Badalotti, a life coach and business mentor, discusses her rags-to-riches story. Please enjoy this episode. Welcome to Real Souls with Peggy Bennett. I'm super excited to um, have with us today Barbara Badalotti. She is a life coach and business mentor. Welcome, Barbara. Thank you, Peggy. How did I do with your last great, name? Great, okay. great. A lot of body, Badalotti. Badalotti, okay. <laughs> I love it. So um, I am so fascinated with your story, and I actually haven't heard much of it, so I'm really excited to hear it along with our listeners today. And you said that you have a quote-unquote rags-to-riches um, story, a journey you went through. So please, um, I want to start out with that and, and share with you. us your journey. Thank you for having me. And I, we all have the rags-to-riches <laughs> because everybody has challenges and difficulties and different contrasts and things that happen throughout their lives. And nobody gets out of it. So Absolutely. It's, we can all relate. And uh, in fact, one of one of the I remember when I was maybe twelve or thirteen years old, there were there was a family that was very affluent in our community, and I was coveting and comparing and complaining about them because they had it all. Mm. And I remember my mother said, "Well, actually, several years ago, and again at eight years old or nine years old previously, right. I wouldn't have even known about this." And she said, um, "They had twins that were stillbirth, which I didn't even know what stillbirth was." Mm. And so, but so from that conversation with my mother, I realized that we all have mm. those challenges mm-hmm. and difficulties that we can overcome and that also mold us into being who we are and, and the choices that we make. So, yeah, absolutely. And so I decided to, you know, some of us have one or two episodes, I would say, and then others of us have lots of little bumps throughout the world <laughs> or many bumps. And I think I chose the one even before I was born to have, okay, let's have as many as I can possibly have <laughs> so I can continue to grow and be the best person I can be. But my mother miscarried four times before I was born. And when I was born, my father had a stroke Mm. and then he passed on. So there was that even before I could conceive what that was. I had a lot of love, but I couldn't comprehend that abandonment. Eight months old. Oh, yeah. Then my mother remarried. So it's like, okay, well, the, the rags was maybe all those miscarriages. The riches were, I made it. I was born. Then the difficulty was, my father passed away, and oh, she wow. was away, you know, right. And then the next thing was is that she married somebody that had six children. So all of a sudden, at four years old, I've got a lot of brothers and sisters <laughs> and a dad, right? So there's like wow. the great thing. And then through the '60s and challenges, my stepfather decided to use alcohol as a way to deal with his stress and difficulties. And so that became this alcoholic home, which was very disruptive in many ways, and abusive, and sexual trauma, and all kinds of things happened. So all of those, quote, rags or difficulties happened. But there again, unbeknownst to me consciously, it was an opportunity that I got to step into growth. And what do I want to do with my adult life? And so there again, the riches came from that, um, moving into self-exploration and transformation and realizing that everything from weight gain to poor relationships to a job that I hated and was bored with, 
all were the precipice that got me to the next place, which is what I do now in helping other women transform their lives. And I'm still hitting those bumps in the road, but not so, um, not so difficult anymore because I have a lot of tools and techniques that help me. And, and okay, that's a perfect segue. What type of tools and techniques? I use movement a lot. So I have always loved to dance, mm. even when I was a little girl. And so I still use that. And I have journey dance and Nia and five rhythms and different somatic movement forms that I use. And I will literally put some music on and just let my body express whatever I might be feeling emotionally. I think also being okay with your emotions is really important. It doesn't feel good all the time, but it is a doorway, an opening that can allow us to explore what is really going on and what is what do we need to heal that. My spiritual practice is really important, and that's evolved throughout the decades. And so being able to meditate or be in nature and let that soothe me and, and help to guide me into ways, again, that I can cope or maybe have a conversation with somebody that could be difficult, those are all ways that have really helped me. So I would say movement, body things, mm-hmm. emotions, feel it express it if you need to, or find journaling or other ways that are constructive. Mm-hmm. And then that spiritual connection, because that's really who we are, and connecting with that higher power or source or God, whatever, that can help give us that guidance that we need to to get through the difficulties in life. I love that. And as I introduced you, um, you're not only a life coach, but a business mentor. Tell me a little about that. Yeah. So it was interesting because I got this job working for the airlines fresh out of high school, which was fun, but it was also a time to like have sex, rock and roll and party. And (laughs) it was crazy. It was crazy. It was in the early 80s. And so one day I could not get out of bed. I had just OD'd on living too large in a way, (laughs) not really the healthiest way. So I was overweight. I was, you know, using a lot of drugs and not being in really healthy relationships. And I realized when I could not get out of bed at 23 years old, I had to do something, Mm. which was the path of my wellness journey. So aerobics was just coming on the scene. And so I got into fitness. And then, of course, I was smoking. So I had to quit smoking. And I had to quit smoking. And I had to quit smoking. (laughs) So that that was enough. And then nutrition, I realized it was so important to eat well and be nourished and take care of myself. And so all of these things helped my physical form. And then I went and got a degree in exercise physiology and and ended up opening two yoga studios and doing all this transformational work and emotional weight and all of the things that I've been developing and growing for the past 30 years and corporate wellness. And so I now... I'm taking those 30 years of experience, and I really feel that although it's great to be a life coach and and um, and do that, I feel that now I could impart all of these decades of experience in the wellness field, health coaching and yoga and corporate wellness, and be able to impart that knowledge and that expertise and the mindset and everything that I've learned over the past 30 years to help younger entrepreneurs, or I say solopreneurs with S-O-U-L. Oh, I love because, that. Right? Because mm-hmm. we're doing things that we really love that are filling our soul, but we don't really navigate the business aspect of it. And having that business savvy is so vital so that you can move quickly and and smart throughout this business aspect that most of us 
really don't know. We just know that we love doing what we're doing, like you. You mm-hmm. love doing what you do, and yet there's podcasts and <laughs> marketing and right. all of that. And I just have grown into it for 30 years, and so I want to be able to to share that with other other people. I love that. What are a couple specific tips that come to mind that you would advise a solo Panero? Yeah, one of the things I see is that uh, women especially are undervaluing themselves. So I just had a session with one young woman, and she wanted to do a three-month program, which we hear. But the more that she was sharing with me, she was giving everything away in a month. Well, first of all, that's too much for a client to even take in. And then also she was short-selling herself because who wants to buy a three- or five-month program if she's already given too much away in a month? So just talking to her and helping her develop a program that was more five-month, that was moved throughout the five months in a in a strategic way that helped the client as well as her. She was able to raise her prices because of the length of time. She was able to give more value. The client felt that they were receiving more. It's just that was like a little tip. Mm. But to her, that was a huge takeaway. And she was able to start to apply it. And then we also worked with the mindset of it. So it's one thing to have the strategy of that business component. But then there's also her stepping into, really? I don't have to like give it all away in a month? Mm-hmm. Really? I can ask for this much money? Yes. And so we worked through the mindset and her really accepting her self-worth and how much more she was able to give to somebody. And that felt good. And so then she was coming from a place of integrity and and also not only increasing her value, but also transferring that out into the world. I love that. And that's so important. And I see that with women, and I've been guilty of that myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, such absolutely. a good point. I love yeah. that. So are there times looking back um, that in, um, I don't know, in your early years that you felt stuck or felt like you were in a bad funk and what are things that you have done in particular that have gotten you through those that you remember back in your early years? I think that in the earlier years, you asked such great questions. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everybody's thinking of these questions and, and, <laughs> and pondering them for their own lives. Uh, I think in my earlier years, I would reach out to people more. And I remember there was one girlfriend, and I was maybe in my 30s. And I was really upset. I was in a lot of drama. And I was trying to figure it out. And I was already in therapy. And and she said, you've got to figure this out yourself. And I remember hanging up the phone because she was probably the last person I was able to finally reach. And I remember crying. And it was so vocal that it scared me. I mean, mm. the sound that came out of me. But what happened from that cathartic experience was I always can, it's an inside job. Mm-hmm. And I really need to be able to use myself as a resource, again, with maybe maybe my spiritual component. I mean, that, that aspect of ourselves is always with us mm-hmm. and always has our back and always wants the best for us. And relying, relying on that and trusting myself. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things. I mean, 
I didn't know that's what I was going to be experiencing at the time that it happened. Mm-hmm. But again, I think we all can relate to that. Yes. We look back, we think, wow, if that had not happened and and taking that experience. And now I still use that when I when I think, do I really need to call my sister? Could I could I call Peggy right now? Or do I <laughs> or do I need to just be with myself and my own ugliness and my own mm-hmm. you know, in the in the pits, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that I learned way back then. And then now I've developed rituals. I, I My day starts the night before. So being able to kind of shut things down by 9.30ish, prepare for the next day. I take a shower to wash off the day. So I always do that the night before. And and then I have a little bliss ritual of a yoga practice and a little meditation, maybe read a little bit. And just that hour, hour and a half to unplug mm. and really process and give myself the time to physically even just stretch and wash off the day and prepare for the next day so I'm not hurried when I wake up. Those those are some things that have really helped me carry on so that the days are much more blissful. I love that idea of doing it in the evening. Mm-hmm. That's really, I love that idea. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then a few things in the morning, too. So maybe some listeners might adopt some of that. Even in the morning, I give myself 10, 15 minutes to transition from that dream state mm-hmm. to moving into my day. So I'm setting my intentions. I'm appreciating my bad and the ability to have this day ahead of me and and putting out those intentions for for blissfulness, even though there's going to be some things I'm planning for. Right. And then there's going to be a whole lot of other stuff, a lot of shit that's going to happen <laughs> that I did not expect and nobody gave me the memo that morning. So, so yeah, those things really helped me. And then kind of pr- sprinkling that through the day, too, you know, mm-hmm. looking looking at what is happening right now that I can appreciate. Like, this is an amazing opportunity that we get to be together. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. And, uh, and then things are blooming outside and it's a beautiful day and I have a vehicle to drive me around and and the breath. I mean, life is pretty sacred. It's a pretty amazing, beautiful thing. Yeah, I know. I love that you truly practice that being present and having that blissful life because just through gratitude and living in the present. I love that. So um, some of us, I know I have in the past, have played um, the victim role. Um, was that something that you ever did? And if so, um, did really? What was your <laughs> wake up call? I mean, <laughs> I have a significant time place. I can tell you exactly. It I was know, that victim thing. Yeah. So, can you relate to that? I think the victimhood that we all, all of us, fall into is that, and, and it kind of goes back to why we want to be beautiful. Why we want we want to be loved. And from love, we feel safe. And also, we want to be validated. We want to be heard. We want to be seen. And so, whether it's victim or, you know, trying to be beautiful or say and do the right thing at the right time, we're all just seeking that love and acceptance that we had when we were born. I mean, we totally were rocking it. (laughs) You know, we thought our bellies were great being a little pudgy and, you know, little little chubby legs. And, you know, like we loved our bodies. We didn't 
criticize them. And and the same thing with 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 whether getting our needs met or being able to emote. I mean, we cried when we cried and we laughed when we were happy. And we were little, we all were those infants. Mm -hmm. We all came from that same place. And then throughout the years and society and beliefs and all of those things kind of get covered up. And then that leads to maybe feeling like you're a victim or you don't have the power to make the choices to make your life what you want it to be. Because we really are meant to be blissful. We, we, we can do all kinds of things with our energy and our thoughts and our feelings. Right, right. And that takes us out of that victimhood mm-hmm. and moves us into this place of empowerment, empowerment which yeah. is what I always am seeking for. I love that. Yeah. So tell me about who's a typical um, client of yours. Hmm. Or do you have a typical, I mean, age range and... Oh, oh, I think that what women mostly see me, although I do see a few men as well. And then uh, it's really, I I think it's mostly women that are looking for how to navigate and transition from being in maybe a painful place and how they can create more bliss and more enjoyment in their lives. And bliss to me is more joy. Mm-hmm. It's that place of just being okay with yourself, of coming from appreciation and joy. And uh, I know that not every person can be your client, but that's another one where if we're resonating in that same frequency and I can be of service, or maybe I'm going through something and vice versa, there seems to just, it just naturally comes together. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty open to clients. I think for sure the business mentoring, what I'm seeing, and this is how it all came to be actually, was I have just had these 35 to 45-year-old women who are amazing and just can't put all the pieces together or don't know how to strategize or uh, are just struggling with how to make their business their livelihood. Mm. And so that for sure has been where the direction that I'm going and and for sure the client that is, is seeking me out. Oh, that's a great focus. Yeah. So I was looking just this morning at your website and I didn't have time to um, watch it. But I saw, are you, were you on a TED talk? Mm-hmm. I did a TEDx talk. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Congratulations Thank on that. You. That's a big deal. I understand. I, 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 that's what I understood. I didn't know that. The whole preparation <laughs> and everything leading into it. Is that right? Yeah. And it's pretty much what we talked in, uh, talked about as far as that you came into this world and with the spiritual component, emotional, mental, physical uh, and sharing my story, which I, I just did with with you and the listeners, and being able to take all of that and realize that it's your energy, and that your unique expression and energy is here for a reason, and to be able to tap into that, and then honor all of those aspects of who you are and where you've been, and and stepping out of again whatever that was, those rags to riches and those victimhood or whatever, and moving that in the direction of that bliss because you really were meant to live in a blissful state. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to have difficulties and challenges and people and those things are going to happen. Right. Because that's just life. Right. But that, again, is a choice of how do you want to move that energy. So that was the TEDx talk. And, and yeah, it's on my website and YouTube. So tell me about 
um, just even the preparation of being on TEDx. I haven't spoken to anybody who's actually been on that. Is the training pretty extensive on how they teach you on how to actually there is, give the speech? Mm-hmm, and there is training. And I and again, I received a call and uh, was uh, had been doing a lot of speaking engagements many years ago, and so I was contacted and. They did. They did do a workshop of with all the speakers and went through it. But again, it was pretty much up to you as far as what you wanted to speak on and uh, your delivery, and of course the time you had to keep to the time. But I had been already speaking, and this is again what I'm teaching hmm. my my ment- you know I'm mentoring is the whole speaking and presenting. And even doing something like a podcast or writing your own articles and things, all those ways that you're expressing your authenticity and your message mm-hmm. and your passion, whether it's TEDx or Peggy calling you for a podcast. Or, I mean, the universe will line those things up for you because you're just out there to be able to share your message. I love that. That's I love what that. I did. So um, what's a couple things that you would tell your young young self if you were mm. to go back you know this is so interesting because I'm dealing with some things right now and I've really had to look at my little girl um, so uh, one is it's really important to spend some time with your younger selves whether it's your little three-year-old who maybe uh, was told that she couldn't do something or the 12 year old the 14-year-old, that adolescent, pre-adolescent time, which there was so much stuff going on in our little lives. Oh, absolutely. You know, in that in that period of time. But then also that young adult who just maybe earned money for the first time or uh, got her first job, real job. I mean, all of those younger selves are so precious in and of themselves and being able to spend time with them is vital. If I don't spend time with them, even just checking in and saying, you know what, you have been working way too much. And that 10-year-old, 9-year-old is saying, hey, because I remember when I was 9 and 10 years old, and my mom was like, well, just a little bit more yard work and just a little bit, and we, and then we'll go play and everything. But that never happened. Then it got dark. So now it's my responsibility to parent myself. And say to that nine-year-old, yeah, you know what? I have been working too much. Let's just drop it and let's go play. What do you want to do? Oh, okay, you want to go for, you want to skip? You want to go for a swing? I know it sounds juvenile in a way, but that's the way that I stay healthy is by continuing to check in with myself and find out what do I need. And sometimes it's the 30-year-old that says, you know what? I need some self-care. I need to get a massage or my 58-year-old self now. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just constantly checking in mm-hmm, with my younger self. So you just touched on something um, that I think is crucial for especially women to listen to is talk to me more about self-care mm. and the importance of that. Yeah, and I know I kind of skirted around your question. As no, far as what would I tell my younger self? But I'm always, I'm, I guess I'm always asking my younger no, self. No, you're in touch with it all the time. So mm-hmm. you did answer that. Yeah, and that's part of that self care. Well, one is knowing that you deserve it, right? If you don't take care of yourself, then you're really no good to anybody. And I know that's a concept. So when you can get that into your cells, you'll operate differently. 
you'll be maybe a little bit more balanced, which I think balance is overrated, but whatever. So <laughs> you'll be a little bit more balanced and maybe a little bit more in tune. And from that awareness, because everything starts from awareness, I mean, I knew when I couldn't get out of bed that morning that I had to start taking care of myself. Mm. Now, I couldn't just quit smoking. I mean, maybe I could have, but that didn't work for me. So for me, what what felt right was just getting back to the thing I loved most when I was a child, which was dancing. Mm. So aerobics kind of filled that. So just ask yourself, what did I do when I was six? What did I love when I was a little girl or mm. a little boy? To tap into that or a passion. Little, yeah, a little child. What was that thing that I loved that 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 made me happy. And that's a nice way to start with self-care because usually it's not expensive. It usually is something you can do easily today now with the resources that you have around you. It's because when you were a little child, you didn't have a bank account and you didn't have to fly to Fiji and you didn't have a... a, Oh, absolutely. You usually, you know, found something that would allow you to escape and just give yourself that playtime. So self-care has a lot to do with playtime and... Honoring yourself. Honoring yourself and... Maybe taking a nap. I mean, I was going to say it could be simple yeah. things, a bubble bath or a great book or, yeah. Yeah, a nap or playing with your cat or dog. Or, I mean, it doesn't have right. to be this, like, I need a massage, although that is great, but it can be really simple. And I think that's, again, where we, we get off the path. It doesn't have to be that hard. It's really actually quite easy when mm-hmm. we start to step into that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. Gosh. So uh, how about while we were getting close to wrapping up, but what are some additional things that you would, that you have on your mind that you would like to share? I, I really believe that if, if the listeners can take one little nugget and start to apply it, they will start to change their lives for the better. And if you have a great life now, then it can be even greater and that that will then ripple out into the world, which we need as much positivity and bliss and self-care and kindness and compassion. All of those higher qualities that we all aspire to, that, mm-hmm. again, is what we were really born with. And that will not only have a profound effect for themselves, but also into the community and into the world. So we're in a powerful place right now a really magical time in history, I believe. And I'm very blessed and grateful that I get to be part of this time. And so I would encourage, again, the listeners to just maybe there was maybe one little thing I said or you said or that they were inspired by and be able to take that and start to actually apply it. Like, don't just take the whole thing and take it as far as knowledge, but allow one thing to be that little bliss tip that you can start to integrate and see how that how that works for you. And then maybe add some more things and and just continue to create your life the way you want it to be. I love it. So um, I have a, a signature question for everyone at the end, and um, it is, what makes you feel most 
alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that whole bliss thing, right? It's like being in love when just like everything, you know, from the toothpaste and the toothbrush, you're like, <laughs> oh my goodness, I get to brush my teeth. And that, I mean, I, I what makes me feel most alive is just continuing to connect with source and with the energy that created me and that is all around me and being in appreciation every single moment as much as possible. I love that. Does that sound too corny? <laughs> it's like, is that real enough? Down to the toothpicks <laughs> exactly. and you are, yeah, you are the epitome of living in gratitude, mm, which is wonderful. You. So how can listeners find you? Ah, so my website is Live Blissful. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook. I have a YouTube channel, Barbara Badalotti. And uh, yeah, I would love for people to connect. I have a great uh, 30 Days of Bliss if they want to subscribe. And they'll receive more bliss tips. And and I do women's retreats. So I've got one coming up in November in, in Tell me a little Baja, about Mexico. that. Yeah, so there's a, um, a place called Sanaviv, S-A-N-O-V-I-V. And I've done a couple of retreats there. It's um it's a very holistic health retreat. So it's uh you get there and you get to San Diego, they shuttle you to Baja Mexico. They have clothes that are laundered with no chemicals. There's earthing on the grounds that have no fertilizer or chemicals. Of course all the food is incredibly mm. organic and clean and infrared saunas and thalasso pools and I teach yoga and we do sound baths and it's a very beautiful holistic uh, experience and then everybody has a private room overlooking the Pacific Ocean. Mm, it's just sounds lovely. It's, it's just amazing. Yeah, so I'll be put posting that pretty soon, as well. And yeah, I encourage people to come to that. It's and great. about how many people? Up to so, twenty. Up to twenty. And I, okay, yeah, so it's and real I, intimate. And it's a very good price too. I'm able to um, discount it forty percent, so it's an incredible for five days. It's an incredible price, under two thousand dollars. Wow! Yeah. And have you done this annually? I do it, yes, yeah, several times a year or annually, and I have been doing it for about ten years. And you just feel completely different because it's an opportunity to completely be off the grid and taken care of in every single way and completely detoxing so that you you can kind of get a fresh start each and every time. So yeah, I have that and some other retreats is coming up as well. Mm. So yeah, thank you for letting me share that. Sounds lovely. Well, thank you, Barbara, so much. And it's been uh, um, great having you here. Thank you so much. Thank you for what you're sharing with everyone. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. And everybody have a great day. And remember to subscribe and share Real Souls with Peggy Bennett.